You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 42. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Journaling has been a habit that I have had my whole life. As a young girl, I had one of those little journals that had the gold lock on the side and I kept the key hidden where no one can find it. When I was little, my journal was really a place where I stored my secrets, where I wrote down things I didn't feel like I could tell another soul. It was a safe space to explore different feelings that I was having as I was growing up. Now, as an adult, I use my journal a little bit differently. I use it to examine my thoughts, to experiment with new thoughts, to gain awareness of you know some of the beliefs I have that might be holding me back in various places in my life. I have a very definite morning journaling routine and a very definite evening journal routine. And in the middle of the day, when I find myself struggling with something, reaching for my journal is one of the first things that I do to sort myself out. And Probably because journaling is so important to me, it's become a very important part of the programs in Sideways of Health as well. So all of my clients get journals as part of their program, and I really teach them how to use the process of journaling to really start to understand their relationship with food, why they're eating when they're not hungry, what the source of their emotional eating is, what they really need when they're reaching for food all of the things. And so I thought it would be beneficial to bring on somebody who is an expert in journaling to tell us exactly why it is such a profound tool. And so today on the podcast, I have for you Jen Lafine. Jen is a writer, a coach, a teacher, a mindset junkie, a positive thinker, a notebook keeper, and an entrepreneur who is passionate about helping people discover the power of writing. She specializes in self-discovery journaling, a style of journaling that helps the writer uncover their truths, find their limiting beliefs, and create a life of intention and clarity. Like she tells her clients, your life is your story. Go write it. And so without any further ado, here is the interview with Jen Lafine. Jen, welcome to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so excited you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, well, you know, I'm so excited to have you. And here's the reason. I fully believe wholeheartedly and completely that journaling is an essential piece to weight loss. I don't even think we can accomplish it sustainably without journaling as a piece of it. And it is something that we do every day inside our programming at Ways of Health. And so I am super thrilled to have an expert on the topic here (laughs) to confirm what what I uh, know already. And, you know, one of the things that we love to talk about on the podcast here is the science behind why things work. And so I thought that would be a great place to start for us um, because we've talked about this before and there are legitimate reasons 
why we should be journaling and what's kind of happening on the inside when we do it. So can you give us a little bit, um, a little bit more on that? Sure. Well, first of all, I knew I liked you for a reason. So (laughs) I'm so excited to hear that. Yes, I, I am a huge advocate of journaling, not just a weight loss in every area of your life where you're struggling. I think that there are things to be discovered that can only be discovered through writing and journaling. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about journaling, I am talking about journaling by hand, not digital journaling, because they have found there are a lot of benefits to writing by hand. First of all, they have found, and by they, I mean, researchers have found that when we write by hand, we actually are able to activate uh, more parts of our brain than we do when we're just simply typing or when we're just simply thinking, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we will tell ourselves, we don't have time to write. We don't have time to journal. I'm just going to think about it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we get very surface level results from that. So that is a definite benefit of taking time to get out notebook and a pen and kind of explore your thoughts. So activating more parts of the brain is one of the benefits. Also, they have found that there's a stronger connection to the words you write because your brain is more focused because it must slow down when you're writing by hand, mm-hmm. when you're typing on a computer in a digital journal, um, you don't have that benefit of that slow thinking that really helps you access much deeper parts of your, your thinking and your consciousness. It's just really a benefit. Also uh, researchers have found that the rhythmic motion of writing is very calming. Mm-hmm. And that the, the tactileness of the pen on the paper and your hand moving across the paper has tremendous benefits as well. So right. that's why I'm a huge fan of journaling by hand. Right. Yeah. There's, there's all sorts of, all sorts of reasons of why we should be journaling by hand. And I love that you brought up the rhythm piece because I've been reading a lot about this lately about how, you know, humans are meant to be in these, these rhythmic motions and, you know, right from, you know, birth when even before birth, you know, oh, when, sure. we're, when we're swimming in the amniotic fluid and then we're rocked yeah. and all of the things it's very much soothing. And I've always found myself feeling a little bit agitated when I do a digital journal and calming right down when I, when I get out the pen and paper and, mm-hmm. and it, I, like, I never made that connection before, but that's, yes. you know, that's exactly the reason why. Right. And there are, I'm sure there are benefits to digital journaling as well. The speed helps us capture ideas maybe that we wouldn't be able to capture uh, because of our lack of time. Like I take my phone with me everywhere. I will be out on a walk. And if idea comes to me, I don't pull out my notebook and write it down. I open up my phone and my notes app and I type it in there. I even speak it in there to be able to keep it for later. So there are, you know, good things about digital using digital devices as well. But I think to truly, truly reap the benefits of journaling you need to be doing it by hand. Mm-hmm. And is there a difference between journaling with a prompt versus just, you know, free writing or doing, doing a thought download? Well, I think prompts are a great way for people who are new to journaling to be able to access journaling because a lot of times they'll say, I don't know what to write about, so I'm not going to write. Mm-hmm. So if you have a prompt, it gives you a way in. 
there is also tremendous benefit to doing something that I call anytime pages, which is based off of Julia Cameron's morning pages concept where Julia in the artist way talks about uh, morning pages as being three pages handwritten first thing in the morning, just stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I changed it a little where I, I encourage my writers to do it any time of the day because sometimes mornings aren't a possibility, but also it is that stream of conscious, whatever is in your head goes out onto the paper. And the important thing that I like to remind my writers of is whatever you put on the paper is perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't judge it because that's the other thing. It's a lot of people won't experience the benefits of journaling because they're stuck in a writing, like their writing history mm-hmm. that maybe was not so positive that maybe involved a lot of red ink or involved a lot of five paragraph essays. I used to be an educator. So I know, like, I know a lot of these things that, that people carry with them, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but if you just give it a try and give yourself, you know, permission to just play you would be tremendously surprised by what comes out. Right. And with the understanding that there is no right way that you're not exactly rated that, you know, this is that a tool, this, this is a tool that you're using for yourself. Nobody else even ever has to see it again. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I love what you said also that writing activates different parts of the brain and that we, one thing that I've been doing I'd say the last three months or so is journaling before I go to bed and I write down like very specific things. So I start with a gratitude list from Mm -hmm. my day and then I write some wins from the day and then I write, you know, a takeaway, like one key thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that I learned from the day. And then I write about what I think my wins are going to be tomorrow. Oh, I like that. I tell you, like, I was skeptical. I think I read that in the book, The Gap in the Gain, he recommended. Yes. And I've noticed that when I write down my wins for the next day, I seem to get them. Yes. <laughs> like, and, you know, yes. some, some, something happens there. Um, and I've always thought about it. Like, it's it's just always been kind of part of my bedtime routine as I'm brushing my teeth and things to think about my next day. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that writing it down, and this takes me five minutes, maybe at the most, exactly. just, just kind of makes this, this huge difference. And, you know, certainly when it comes to weight loss, the key, the key thing for a lot of that process is gaining some awareness of what's going on inside our thoughts when we're emotionally eating or, you know, reaching for food when we're, when we're not really hungry. So we have a journaling process involved with when we're eating, when we don't really want to be. Mm-hmm. And there uh, clients will say time and again, there is a difference between thinking about it and between, you know, getting out the paper and, and writing it down. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I often suggest is that they set a timer for five or 10 minutes and just, mm-hmm. you know, write freely, whatever comes to mind. And, you know, this was something that I learned um, in a a course for for other physicians, actually, um, a a couple of years ago was was setting this timer. And I found sure enough, like, just before the timer goes off, like that's when the real important, juicy thoughts, you know, seem, um, seem to come out. And so, and so I guess my question is, is there, is there value in writing for a longer period of time versus a shorter period of time? Do they accomplish um, different goals? And, and like, what, what, what do you recommend for people who want to start um, a journaling process? 
I think that anything that you can put into the journaling process will benefit you, whether that's five minutes or five, you know, 50 minutes. I'm not, I was going to say five hours, but you don't have to write for five hours (laughs) unless you're writing a book and then you'll probably write for five hours. Anything that you do will benefit you. That's like the beautiful thing. And, you know, going back to what I was talking about before, like one of the reasons people I think are so hesitant to embrace journaling is because they think of it in terms of a grade, because the writing that they've done in most of the writing they've done in their life has been teacher directed and has received a grade. And this kind of writing is not, it's completely self-directed. So once you can make that shift over and realize like, Hey, I'm doing this for me. You can reap the benefits in just five minutes. There's a, there are plenty of times when I just sit down and just scratch out a list on mm-hmm. my, on a, even on a piece of paper, if I don't have my notebook there, just because that stopping and that taking a breath and that, you know, writing it down just activates something inside of me that helps me, uh, organize my thoughts and, um, you know, just get a, a clearer plan. And I wanted to talk, you were talking about how you at night, uh, journal about what your wins for the next day are going to be. And I think that is so smart because that is one of the things that I talk about in my journaling workshop is how our primal brains are constantly searching out for whatever is familiar. And if, if what you're doing is not familiar, it's going to send up like all these warning signals in the form of like thoughts that will try to drag you back and keep you in your comfort cave. I call it right. And, and doing what you've always done because that makes the primal brain settle down. When you are giving yourself permission to play in your notebook and just pretend that this is what I want my day to be like, or this is what my wins tomorrow are going to be, mm-hmm. that actually gives the primal brain, it actually like calms it down enough because it's not going to be its first exposure when you actually go to bring that plan to life. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It will have already had a little bit of exposure to it, a little bit of experience. And then it will be like, oh, wait, we've been here before. This is now familiar. Okay. Now we can make this happen. You know, again, giving yourself permission to play. So like, let's say you are going to be going to a family party and you know, there's going to be a lot of food there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Spend some time in your journal journaling about how you want to show up, right? What do you want to think? What do you want to say? Where do you want to stand in relation to the food? Like, what do you want to do when you see it? Mm -hmm. That way, when you get to the party, your brain will be like, oh yep, I know what to do. I've already planned this out. Now I can take action. For sure. And we often do visualization exercises, Mm -hmm. you know, very similar to that, but is there extra benefit to writing it down instead of just visualizing? Well, again, visualizing is just thoughts, Mm -hmm. writing it down accesses those deeper parts of the brain. I would say like, you know, I'm not a brain scientist. I'll be completely honest, but I'm just going to say like the deeper you go, it's like scratching the surface versus like raking through the surface. It's going to give the, it's going to get in there a little bit deeper. Another question I have for you is I did your workshop. And one of the things that you had us do was write out a list of 50 things that bring us joy. 
Yes. And no, that that was not easy. Like 20 was easy. And then like, it was Mm -hmm. a stretch to get the last 30. Um, And, and what is funny is the things that came to mind first were not necessarily the things that brought me the greatest joy. They Mm -hmm. were the easiest things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, snuggling with the dog and, you know, (laughs) right. Cups of tea, you know, things like this. And by the time I got to the end of the list, I felt like I was really reaching the things that like brought me, you know, yes. true deep joy, like the, the more than what a cup of tea can ever, yeah, right, you know, can, can, can ever give. And had I not pushed myself to get to that list of fifty, um, I don't think I would have gained, you know, that awareness about myself. And right. and and so how. How can you fully use the tool of journaling to bring you to that point? Because I, I'm guessing a lot of people are just going to stop, you know, after a couple of minutes before mm-hmm. they've actually gotten to the point where there's, where, where those deeper thoughts come, come through. Mm-hmm. Is this just a matter of practice or, or, are it, you know, it is a matter of practice. It's gaining comfort with it. It's being able to turn off that judge in your head mm-hmm. that's telling you, you're not a good writer. You have nothing to say. And then maybe like you never follow through, then it's going to start like the personal attacks, right? Like we, right. We've all heard that voice before that self-judgment. So it's important that once you gain comfort with that, you will be more comfortable with writing longer, start small, mm-hmm. work your way up. You can do things such as set a timer and say, I'm going to write even start with two minutes. I'm going to write for two minutes and I'm not going to stop my pencil. Like I'm going to keep it going. Even if I have to keep rewriting the same word over and over and over doing that will, um, believe it or not, like it will unblock you. That activity I did in the journaling workshop where I said, come up with a list of 50 things because I knew the first 20 are going to be your superficial thinking brain responses. Whereas if you're like, well, darn it, now I have to come up with 30 more. You have to really dig deep for those, right? And those are the ones that are not as obvious to us, but that probably are the ones that are screaming for the most attention because Mm -hmm. they are not surface things. Like I used to do this activity with my students when I taught fourth grade, whereas I would say like, tell me everything you know about the revolutionary war. And we would write a list on the board and they'd be like, you know, giving me all these like details or whatever. Is there anything else? Does anybody have anything else to add? And they would say no. And I'm like, all right, let's come up with 10 more things. Right. And then doing that, they had to like dig much deeper and make those much deeper connections than just the surface level. So, but it's, again, it's like being gracious with yourself. Mm-hmm. To say, I can start small. I'm not going to fill up a whole journal on my first sitting. And it's okay. Anything I do is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you do it, the deeper you go. And that's your goal. But as you're starting, don't let that be the reason why you don't do it. Because right. you're, you're afraid you'll never get to that point. And you said something in there that I want to emphasize as well, and that it's okay to even just write the same word over and over again. So when I, we, we have our clients inside my programs, do these thought downloads every day. And, you know, the few clients will say like, it's just predictable. I have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My brain is empty. And I tell them just write that. I have nothing to say. My brain is empty And, and keep writing that. And, you know, and maybe 
maybe the thought's going to come to mind of, you know what, it's cold in this room today. And you're just going to, you know, note maybe some observations. And if you Mm -hmm. keep going, thoughts are going to come. And that's really the, that's really the power of this. And I learned that the hard way as well, because, you know, I was always the grade A student and the teacher's pet always. And I was the one that needed to get it right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, when I started journaling, I thought in my head that I was writing for somebody else. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that pressure would have me having that same thought too, is I have nothing to say. And so I would actually write that down. Like I, I've got journals where I look, where I have a whole page of, I have nothing to say, you know, written over and over. And here's, here's a funny thing initially is I thought I had to write like in full sentences with proper paragraphs and Mm. all of this thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I gave myself permission to just jot you know, in point form. And Mm -hmm. that works really well for me, but it took me a while to, to give myself that, that Mm -hmm. permission. But once I was able to write freely, even if it only was, I have nothing to say, the thoughts always coming. Right. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I almost think of it as like, you're having like a little tug of war with your inner writer or something like, you know, you're thinking I have nothing to say. And then the other person is like, well, but we do have stuff to say. Oh no, we don't have anything to say. Oh no, but I do have stuff to say. And like pretty soon you're going to let that voice speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, get that, get that stuff out. So by keep writing that last thing, you're absolutely right. Like what, what needs to come out will come out, but you cannot judge what you write. Right. That be very aware of comparison. And trying to compare yourself to others or they're doing it right. I'm doing it wrong. No, because my other thing is you are the boss of your journal. You get to decide what goes in it, how you put it in there, who gets to see it, if anyone. Um, I am a huge fan. Like you mentioned, like uh, bullet journaling, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I will write lists in my notebook. I will write just fragments of thoughts in my notebook. I'll like do a table where I'll like do columns and stuff. It all depends. Like whatever I need is what my journal is. If someone else was to look at it, they'd be like, what the heck is this? Like, this is, this is not a journal. It is what works for me. Right. And I love it. And I also am a huge fan because I love creativity. I'm a huge fan of just breaking out the markers mm-hmm. and the stickers and the washi tape. I mean, as a former teacher, you know, I've got a natural love for stickers, <laughs> but make it, make it something that brings you comfort because it can truly be your best friend. Right. You let it be. And this is what's so unique about, about journaling, right? And I'm thinking of a particular client of mine who loves it and she considers her journal, her creative outlet as well. Mm -hmm. And so she has a beautiful journal with a collection of pens and stickers as well. And she actually treats her journal as, as a good friend. Like I, I love, mm-hmm. I love that description. And I have got others who will journal on a scrap piece of paper Absolutely. and all of that is perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Cause you're the boss of your own notebook. Right. And yeah. one, one thought that, and I would have never anticipated this, but this comes up often with my clients is they'll buy, like they'll spend money on beautiful journals and then not want to mess it up. 
I hear that so you get that often. Too, <laughs> right. And you know what? I totally get it because I have a closet full of those beautiful journals <laughs> that I will not write in because I just don't. But you know what? That's okay. Right. Like it is okay. If you are going to be writing something like maybe something that's hard for you, something that maybe you don't want to have stick around for a really long time. And by that, I mean, like, it is totally okay to destroy your journals when you're done. Of course. If if that is what makes you comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like I have taken morning page journals that I've written on a spiral notebook because I knew I wasn't going to be keeping it. And I have tossed them into the campfire, like, right. And let it burn. And that to me was also like a setting free of my of my thoughts as well as destroying the evidence, so to speak, Um, because, because I do see my journal as a, as an extension of me. Yeah. So you're the boss. You are the boss. Well, and so what I tell people now is buy the beautiful notebook if you want, and then also buy like a cheap um, coil scribbler and Mm -hmm. use what feels right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's, Mm -hmm. you know what, it's, um, I can't tell you how many times I have done this myself that I've, you know, went and spent money on a beautiful journal and I've decided I'm going to start, you know, some new writing project and it goes for a day or two. (laughs) And I've decided that, you know, my words in that journal just don't match up right. And off it goes into the garbage and, and I, and I start again. And I don't know if that's, a perfectionistic thing, or if that's a woman thing or, or what it is. But now my advice is I tell people, you know, go ahead, buy the pretty journal, just buy a cheap notebook as well. Cause what's more important is that you sit down and do the writing. And, you know, and I'm very particular about my paper. Like I have been writing long enough where I want paper that feels good. Like it has a good thickness to it. Like, seriously, you could tell I've been writing for like probably too long if I'm picky about my paper and you know, like I'm constantly using my Inkjoy gel pens. And so I've got like my tools, just like an artist has their tools that I might not have had when I first started because I didn't, you know, I wrote with a big pen on a spiral notebook, but yeah, again, it's, you get, you get to decide, but don't let it keep you from starting. Right. Absolutely. And now I just want to pivot a little bit, Jen, and I imagine you've coached a lot of people through the process of journaling. Um, Do you have any stories of, of people or women in particular who have noticed big changes in their lives? And it doesn't have to be weight loss, of course, but just any, you know, big change at all that has come from their habit of journaling. Absolutely. Uh, One of my clients, because as part of my coaching my life coaching, I include journaling as a component of that because I want uh, my clients to carry through with the lessons that they've, you know, that we've been talking about and like really practice them. Mm -hmm. And the, one of the beautiful things about writing that is completely unexpected, which makes it so fun is when you are able to like access that deeper thinking and you come up with a total aha moment. And I love when I see my clients have their aha moments right? as a result of their journaling. Like one of my, um, one of my clients was doing some journaling and 
the prompt that I gave her to consider was what else could be true. So here she was taking a look and examining her thoughts and asking herself, what else could be true? And I'm not going to tell you like what she came up with because of confidentiality, but I'm going to tell you that the result was when I asked her, how does it feel? Like, how are you feeling now that you've done this? What else could be true work? And she's like, I never realized I had options before. Yeah. Like my brain was just telling me it's got to be this one way. Mm -hmm. And now I see that there are other options. I love that. And she would never have come to that conclusion just sitting and thinking about it because again, like very surface level thoughts versus deep dive writing. So, and also when we're sitting and thinking about something, we're often just ruminating on the same thoughts right? Yes. They, they, they just kind of cycle through and, and circulate over and over again, different iterations of the same, yes. the same thought or the same scenario. And when you sit down and put pen to paper, you're right. We access those deeper part of the brain and uh, deeper parts of the brain. And we're able to, to access these, these other thoughts. And I love that question <laughs> that, yeah. that you asked her, right? Like what, what else, could, what else be, could be true, right? That, you know, that, that is brilliant. Right. And Oftentimes when we just let our brains do the thinking, when we, when we kind of brush up against something that feels a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit foreign, just like you said before, right? Our our primitive brain is going to want us, want to keep us in a safe, familiar space. So we're just going to go back to those same old familiar thoughts and Mm -hmm. your journal just provides the safe space to maybe explore other ways of thinking about things. Yes. Again, if you're not judging, if you're just giving yourself permission to show up authentically to the page, knowing that that page is like an extension of you. Right. And just being like, you know what, whatever comes out is going to come out and it's going to all be okay. Like all going to be okay. Yeah. It's all going to be okay. What I love now is we are about four months into our first group coaching program inside ways of health. And now what often happens at the end of coaching calls is clients will say, I'm going to go journal about that. Like this is a new, a new instinct that they have. Cause I, I think it becomes very obvious to anybody who starts journaling the positive effects that result that result from it. And, you know, Corinne Crabtree calls it paper thinking. And I, mm-hmm. I love that phrase because the way you think is completely different when you're doing it with pen on paper, you know, versus yes. just, you know, going for a walk and, and sitting with your thoughts, which of course does have its place. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but if you want real transformation, I think putting pen to paper is, is such an essential tool for that. Right. I believe, I hope I don't get this wrong, but I believe it was Flannery O'Connor who said, I don't know what I think until I read what I write or something along the lines. I'm probably misquoting that, but I don't know what I think until I read what I write. There are so many times where my writers will say to me, like, I, I need to go write about this. I need to journal about this. I need to process this through my writing. And I can tell for those people they have embraced that deep power and rejuvenation that writing can give them that until you experience it, you're going to have no idea what it is, but once you experience it, it's going to become your go-to. It's really cool. Lovely. Lovely. And so if, 
if you have, if we have listeners right now who are maybe a little hesitant to start journaling, do you have suggestions on how one can get started in a gentle way? Having with a general, with a general journaling practice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, I have a journaling practice that I do every morning and it's very simple. It's the three G's and it's, it's kind of similar to what you were talking about before. I sit down every morning and I write out my gratitudes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The things that I'm truly grateful for, the things that the universe has given me that it didn't have to. Right. Okay. Then I write down my goals. And the reason I write down my goals is because I'm declaring to the universe, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not writing them down as a reminder to myself. I'm writing them out as a proclamation of I'm coming for this kind of thing. Right. And then the third thing that I write about is good thoughts. So I will write out like affirmations or thoughts that I want to remind myself throughout the day to keep close by because I carry that. I actually have a, like an agenda and that's where I'm writing it in. Right. So the three G's gratitudes, goals, good thoughts. I love that. And it can be done in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it can be done in five minutes or 15. Like it, again, it's up yeah. to you how much detail you want to put into it. That's a great place to start. Just writing down your goals for the day, your gratitude list. And what was the third G? Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Yeah. So it just, it's funny. I instinctively do something very similar in my mornings. So I have this morning routine. I, I get up, I get out of bed. I have my shower. I do my morning meditation and then I plan out my day. So I have, I have a day timer. I use the full, um, the full focus planner from, mm-hmm. from Michael Hyatt. And so on the left-hand side of the page, it allows me to, you know, have an agenda for my day. And then I, I write down my top three things. And so I write down what I want to do for my energy, what I want to do for my mindset and strategy. So one thing that I like a practical thing I want to accomplish that day and a space for my to-do list, which is where I just write anything that comes to mind that has to get done at some point. It just goes on that list for me to worry mm-hmm. about later. Then on the right side of the page, I start with, I guess, what would be your good thoughts? So mantras for me, for how I want to approach my, my business really. Mm-hmm. So um, I write down things like my favorite phrase right now is trust the dominoes will fall. And that just reminds mm, me to, you know, to take the, take the small steps and, you know, trust that, you know, the dominoes will fall down the line and, you know, simplify and, you know, things, things like this. Mm-hmm. And then um, in a previous episode on the, on the, of the podcast, we talked about the whoop process, which was developed by a neuroscientist who studies motivation and whoop stands for wish outcome, obstacle, plan. So I I take what I want to accomplish that day. I write down why it's going to benefit me, like what what the true objective is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's that's usually how I want to feel kind of at the end. What obstacle might get in the way of me accomplishing accomplishing Mm -hmm. that? And then what, how I'm going to plan to get around that obstacle. Mm -hmm. And I find, you know, journaling on that and, you know, anticipating ahead, what's going to, you know, screw up my day, (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of plan around it. I really like journaling on that in the morning. And it Mm -hmm. must come down to what you said before that it's, it's kind of practicing ahead of time. So when Mm -hmm. I encounter it, you know, it's not the first time my brain has encountered it. So it all just feels a little bit easier. So it's like, I'm just intuitively doing all of these things that, 
that that you're teaching, which I find I find fascinating because there clearly must be something to it. I'm thinking I'm thinking, you know, and as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking too, like a really simple prompt for your listeners might even be something like, how do I want to show up for myself today? Yes. Yes. And just three sentences. Yep. This is how I'm going to show up for myself today. I'm going to drink 64 ounces of water. I'm going to take a walk at lunch. Like I'm going to talk kind to myself. I'm not going to trash talk. Like all, you know, how do you want to show up planning ahead of time, helping your brain settle Mm -hmm. down before it even gets out the door kind of thing. That is brilliant. Cause what my clients do is they make their plans, 24 hour plans. We call them for what they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. the following day. And in that are questions about like, how do you feel about the plan you made? Are you ready, willing, and able to follow through? And I love adding that thought, that question of like, how am I going to show up for myself today? That's, mm-hmm. that, that's brilliant. That's, that's such a lovely way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and, you know, I know people struggle with journaling if they haven't done it before for all the reasons that, you know, you mentioned earlier on. So I actually, I've made a journal full of journal prompts that I give them when they sign, sign up mm-hmm. for, for my program. And I find having journal prompts can be quite helpful. Um, yes, so yes. I recently purchased for myself, Glennon Doyle's um, journal that goes along with her book untamed, which has mm-hmm. lovely, you know, prompts in there as well. Mm-hmm. Are there other books out there or reasons? resources where people can go to get prompts if that's what they feel called to do for their journaling habit? Well, I think we've got a whole, you know, internet full of journal prompts with a simple Google search. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that can lead you to go down the rabbit hole of distraction. Yeah. But if you were to Google like self-care journal prompts, Mm -hmm. I think the, a really good habit would be, even if they take like your journal prompts and a highlighter and highlight the ones that speak to them, Mm -hmm. because not every prompt is going to speak to every writer. Right. And so having it highlighted or creating a list in the front of their journal of prompts or developing, like I have like the three G's where you, you write about the same things every day. You, you establish that routine Mm -hmm. Those are all helpful things. So I would just say like a good Google search can can get you an awful lot. I think for some people who might have some resistance towards journaling, using prompts to get started might be a nice way, a nice Mm -hmm. way to go. Um, Or even just like there's so much science behind writing a gratitude journal. So even if all your mm-hmm. gratitude or all your journaling practices is just, you know, writing down a list of things you're grateful for, that's probably enough to get you started um, to see absolutely of journaling as well. It, and I would almost say like the simpler you keep it mm-hmm. at the beginning, the better, because you don't want to get overwhelmed with absolutely. too many choices. Like we want simplicity. We don't want to freak our brains out. We want simplicity. So yeah, right. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, Jen, do you have any last words of wisdom to share with us? Oh my goodness. Last words of wisdom. (laughs) Let's see. Start writing. Mm -hmm. Don't judge yourself. Whatever you write is perfect. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful. 
I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Jen as much as I did. And I hope you also understand just how powerful journaling is on a tool for life and specifically how powerful it is inside the weight loss journey. If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, I am happy to get on a call with you and show you how you can use journaling to help you achieve your weight loss goals. If you'd like to book a call with me, the link is in the show notes for you. And I really look forward to talking to you soon and I'll see you next week.